Don't start me talking Or I'll tell everything I know Don't start me talking I'll spill the beans for sure Right before your eyes I blow it all up and wide Don't start me talking Number 107 of the Yet Podcast. I'm Tim Crisp, your host. Don't start me Better yet! This is a long-form interview podcast featuring musicians talking about influence, talking about writing, and talking about being around. Well, well, welcome, friends. You know the place. It's better yet. You know the score. The comeback story of the year. We were down, and now we're back up on top where we belong. Ezra Cohen of Notches, is on the show this week. Portsmouth, New Hampshire's own is here to talk about the new Notches record. Almost ruined everything. But let's not bury the lead here. I'd like to wish my favorite listener a happy birthday. His name is my dad. Happy birthday, Daddy. That was Paul Kelly that we played up at the top. Uh, very special uh, singer-songwriter from Australia, one that my dad and I share a lot with with Paul Kelly. When I was seven or eight, uh, my parents went to see Paul Kelly in New York City, and I was bummed I couldn't go because he was playing at a bar. And my dad came back with a coaster that was signed to Tim, take care, Paul Kelly. It was the coolest thing that ever happened to me. And I was down, the one time I went to South by Southwest was 2008, maybe, and I saw Paul Kelly there, and I grabbed the set list after the show, snuck back to the area where you're not supposed to be, and I said, I said, hey, Paul Kelly, would you mind signing this from my dad? My dad, Carrie, I owe him one, if you wouldn't mind, so that was, uh... That was a good, that was a good, that, that, that South by Southwest, I got, I got, I got so drunk that I, I blacked out during the first song of a no effects set, they were playing uh, Punk and Drublick, so I remember Linoleum, and then when I came back, I had my arm around Ben Nichols of Lucero, and I was just thanking him for being the link, the real link between country and the replacements, I was like, they want to talk about Whiskey Town, but it's you. It's you, babe. So I got, I was thinking about, I was thinking about this. I kind of wanted to call the best show last week because they had a thing about celebrity encounters. And I, I didn't, but I thought I'd share, I thought I'd share one with y'all just because I'm in the mood to. But I was in New Jersey for a wedding my childhood friend got married and I flew out to New Jersey for the wedding and I was in Newark airport flying back and I'm sitting in the in the in the at the gate and I look up and I see I see Furio from the Sopranos and I'm like oh my god that's Furio from the Sopranos I got to I got to talk to him. And he's kind of just like walking around, he's on a phone call, and I'm just kind of like sitting there and I'm just like I I look up his name, his real name, which I don't remember. Um and I'm not going to look up right now, but I'm waiting for him. 
and he gets off the phone call and then he's headed my way and I'm like I'm like excuse me are you and I don't say Furio from the Sopranos I say his real name because I figure he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to be asked are you Furio from the Sopranos he wants to be called by his real name and he's like he's like yes I am and I said to him and I thought about this beforehand and I said oh he'll appreciate this I said I admire your paintings because I watched the season of the Celebrity Apprentice where all of the all of the celebrity apprentices went to an art gallery that was hosted by Furio who was a painter and he was talking about painting and so I was like all right well that that's the thing that he does now that he's passionate about he he talks to everybody about the Sopranos He'll love that I'm like, oh, I admire your paintings. And and he's like, oh, thank you. Do you paint? And I said, no, but my girlfriend is an art teacher. And he just looked at me like, okay. And then walked to wherever he was going. And then they call us to get on the plane. And I sit down in the window seat. And the seat next to me is open. And the last person getting on that plane is Furio. And he looks at me and my open seat next to me. And the look of disappointment on this guy's face, I'll never forget. It was a magical, magical uh, flight back home in coach. Furio was there. There were a couple of other guys from The Sopranos there on the flight too. Uh, and and the thing about Furio is that he stared straight forward for the entire flight. He didn't read. It was like David Putty on Seinfeld when when he and Elaine keep breaking up on the flight and then they they get back together and then David's just staring straight forward and Elaine's like, "What are you doing?" It was so weird. It was so weird, but I got his autograph. I threw it out when I moved once. But anyway, Ezra Cohen from Notches is on this show this week. Notches is a band from Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Ezra started Notches with Dante Gazzardi and Zach Mayu as Zach's old band. Billy Raygun was drawing to a close. Notches' first two releases came out on Hip Kid, the label run by... Our very first guest on this show, Jim Guys, Notches would also work with Dead Broke, Stupid Bag, these pop punk staples before they locked in with Salinas for Almost Ruin Everything. This record, this is such a great mix of pop punk, power pop. It's very catchy, very fuzzy. Ezra, Ezra messaged me early on in this show after my interview with Joe from Spit Take just to say what's up, just to say you like the podcast. I ended up writing about the new Notches record for Post Trash, and when the band was coming to town, I said, come on over, let's meet, let's talk, and talk we did. Very wholesome episode this week from a humble human. Let's get to it. We'll start with the song. This is perfectly followed by my interview with Ezra Cohen. you are is that you kind of have this access to all different scenes yeah like you know people in boston you know people in is new haven like too far um not really but we didn't i don't think get into that going there very much until we met those spit take folks and that was probably like three years ago maybe uh-huh. um 
And there's a what do you think the kinship is other than the fact that like y'all are are just doing the same type of thing in different places? Yeah, I think just like like-minded people who are just like really kind and kind of like care about the same stuff and yeah. Yeah, I, we feel definitely a real connection to that band. I mean, sure. honestly, because Joe and and Dan and Maggie, like getting to know them, there's just such a gentle quality. Yeah. to them. Just meeting them right off the bat, we were like, oh, we like these people. Like, and yeah. their band is fucking awesome. So. Th- that band is is so good, and their new record, it's just fucking, it's fantastic, and it's like it's one of those things where you you watch. You watch them and you, you fucking you fall in love with them, and it's like you you just want everybody in the world to watch this band. Exactly, yeah. You want all the success in the world for bands like that, but the almost the reason that like I think we're we like them is like they don't care. Yeah, they'd be happy doing those kind of tours or doing the shows they're doing forever. And if something comes and it comes and. Dude, we're kind of yeah. on that wavelength too. I think I, I I put it as like a top top thing that's ever been said mm-hmm. on this show is Joe just being like, I just want to put a record out that I can tour on that you know we we sell most of the copies and mm-hmm. then five years later it's just a dollar bin. Yeah, it. and I'm like, fuck, God, I just like that's innate. Yeah, you know, that's not like that's not a put on. That's something that's just like genuine. That you you, you meet people that do this thing and. Mm-hmm. People got different intentions, and yeah, but it's 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 those that are just like you don't you don't think about you don't think about it in any other terms. That's, yeah, that's what I need. That's what we all need. Yeah, you, you can see just like when bands are are genuine and what they want to do, and then there's like certain bands that like maybe say stuff like that, but you can tell that's not really what they mean. But Spit Take are just like they're yeah. the real deal. Yeah, they, yeah, they're they're, they're, they're awesome. the people who like get success and they're like, we don't really you know we don't know how we don't know, happened. yeah. <laughs> I, I can put down scientifically like why this happened. Yeah. <laughs> so great. So great. Love so, this Where'd you grow up? Um so I was born in upstate New York actually. Uh-huh. Um and I lived in a town called Homer, which is near Syracuse. Oh, okay. Um until I was in fourth grade and then my family moved to New Hampshire to okay. Portsmouth, which now, is so on the Syracuse is kinda like a it's kinda like a dead zone, right? Yeah, it's totally. Like way up there. If not for the university, there's no no reason anybody would be in Syracuse. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That was kind of the reason I think my parents wanted to move us there because like i'm an only child so Uh um they were just like you know to have more opportunities for me to do stuff and like they both grew up there and we had friends in new hampshire that would come visit and just be like oh this place is so awesome Uh so they decided to move us there and it was like i think a a really good decision no no hate on upstate new york like i love i love visiting family there and stuff but but I definitely got to experience a lot of awesome stuff in New Hampshire that I never would have. What did your folks do? My dad uh, was an antique dealer. Um, no so way. he would like refurbish like old jewelry and like um, furniture and stuff. And yeah. he, he had a store when we lived in New York. And then when we went to New Hampshire, he works mostly offline uh-huh. now. Um, and then my mom is a sales rep for like a textbook company. So she'll oh, go okay. around to like big law schools and stuff and yeah, like yeah. talk to professors about using you their books get the 11th edition yeah yeah you know jay jay works in in textbooks she's with uh, mcgraw my yeah. mom used to work for mcgraw Hill. oh no yeah way. yeah that was her last company she worked for what did she did she leave on bad terms no no i should let her know no no i think all right. good stuff uh yeah <laughs> it's one of those things where it's funny like talking to talking to jamie about it because she's like she is kind of she's embarrassed by mm-hmm. the fact that she works for McGraw Hill because huh. she's like so within the kind of like moral dilemma of you know what a what a textbook company yeah. is and what it does and I'm just like nobody nobody outside of that cares yeah it's like oh cool publishing that's nice for sure it definitely was funny because I just finished up college and having like my mom when I was going to buy books just be like. Uh, like because of my job, I should tell you to go buy a book, but like go on Shag and rent it for five yeah, bucks for real. You know, like it's killing our industry, but like, but that's like, what you, you know, should you do. Know what else is like yeah. killing everybody? Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, what did you what did you go to college for? What did you graduate with? Uh, I graduated with a degree in human development and family studies, which oh. is 
uh, the college I went to, University of New Hampshire's um, like early education uh-huh. department. It's just not called that. So oh, that was my okay. that was yeah, my yeah. undergrad. So early I just, education. Yeah, I just finished that up. That's awesome. I yeah. I love kids so much. Yeah, me too. Me too. I had a lot of good experience like student teaching and stuff. Uh-huh. And I think when we get back for this, I'm gonna start subbing as well as like I work at a coffee shop now. Yeah, so I'll be doing both of that. What, what's the coffee shop? It's like? called Adele's uh-huh. in Dover, New Hampshire. It's like this awesome like it's like the punk like hippie coffee shop yeah, in our yeah, town yeah. um who wh- where's your coffee from you, need a, you uh, need a new supplier it's from somewhere called seacoast coffee Roasters. oh yeah you so, know what you know what the thing about that place is yeah. they're no good yeah they, they only buy bad coffee it's I'll everybody hook them within up with the you. industry is aware of that fact i don't know if i gotta tell them i yeah. met this guy in chicago we should hook it up oh it's freaking it's the best coffee ever yeah. i don't have that leverage there yet oh well that's the thing you just got to go in and you just got to state it plain. Yeah. It's like what it's all about. You just, you just go in and grab it by the horns. So, so you, so you're growing up and your dad's a, your dad's an antique dealer. Um, is it like, I guess the, the, the vision that, you know, kind of tends to go with like someone who is in that line of work is kind of just like a, like a mild mannered, like a guy that listens to a lot of like, Bach and 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 Beethoven. And yeah, I don't know about Bach and Beethoven. My dad oh. loves like Neil Young and like Bob Dylan and stuff Hell and like yeah. the Beatles. But yeah, he's pretty like mild mannered and just like really smart guy. And yeah, kind of like quiet and but but really funny and like social with people that he like is close with. So. I could I can imagine that just being like a really fun job to have. Where yeah, just, like. You're just finding all of this, all this wild old things that like predate so many generations. Mm-hmm. So, so were those kind of the heavy hitters in the house though, Neil and and Bob? Yeah, I I I think so. He also liked John Mayer a lot, really, <laughs> which was cool. <laughs> the first two John Mayer albums are badass. I'll, are I'll go on record. Yeah, no way. There's good songs. Like uh-huh. I, I don't Great know if guitar it's guitar players. He's filling in for Jerry right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I I haven't hit the dead thing yet. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know if I will, but you you could get into like the the early to mid seventies dead yeah. pretty easy. People have named me like albums, but I think with with the New Hampshire thing, like maybe people eventually fall into that. There's a lot of like hippie vibe going on. Oh there. right, yeah, yeah, Vermont, yeah. like New Hampshire. Yeah, is yeah. Fish from there? Or the fish is from Vermont. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Me and Dante's other band actually like a couple years ago did a tour and we played Burlington and we played at the house fish played their first show at no it's way. like the fish house yeah uh-huh. kids were like moshing and I was like what the heck this so, is wild I mean is that kind of like the vibe of of all of that is like because I, I think when I think of like you know coastal New England I also yeah. think of like rich people yeah yeah I, it totally is it's it's a weird mix of stuff um yeah the area we're from I always tell people, just think of the band Built to Spill, uh-huh. and that kind of like vibes it out. Definitely like the place I work and yeah. like the area, the Dover, the town we live in is, is kind of that vibe. And then Portsmouth uh, and like the coastal areas, like, yeah, very like well-off, kind of touristy, mm-hmm. yuppie. But that's where me and Zach both grew up. We went to high school there. and Yeah. Um, yeah. So you met you met Zach in high school. Yeah, I met him in middle school because I was buds with his little brother. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I went over to his house with his little brother. I didn't know Zach yet, and I was like looking at flyers on the wall, and I was like, "Oh, what's your brother's band?" Because I knew he was in a band. Uh-huh. And he was like, "Oh, it's Billy Ray Gun. They suck though." Like, uh, and then yeah, years later, I ended up I played drums in that band, but. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so I would always like bug him at, at middle school and be like, you're Alex's older brother. Dude, do you like Blink-182? And he'd be like, no, like, no, I like that. Get on, yeah. your age. Get like, the I'm into dead from. Kennedys now. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so, but then, yeah, we just developed this great relationship. So was, was he was he kind of your, like, gateway, you think? Or, like, yeah, part of it? Just getting for into sure. It? Yeah, I always say, like, Zach showed me so much stuff I, like, care about and his band at the time, Billy Ray Gun, that was a band for like a really, really long time. Um, yeah, because they, they, they were like late aughts into pretty, like when yeah, notches starts. Yeah, right? I think they formed in like 07 or something. Okay. Um, 
but they would bring around all these bands that and play with all these bands that were just like I had never heard of before but like the first show I went to was them opening for delay at our friend's parents house and that was just like yo I fucking love that band yeah I think Zach and I would go on record and saying like that totally like changed our lives yeah. seeing that band like and they just, just the way they operate. Twentieth anniversary yeah. show. They, just the way they operate is so inspiring, and their music is awesome. I know. Yeah, I mean, I think that like they're, I feel like they're close to the top of that tree of mm-hmm. like the you know people like Spit Take where they're they're doing it on their yeah. own terms. They're doing it with a lot of integrity and like mm-hmm. everything that they put out. There's just like this yeah. real just like warmth to all of it the whole nature yeah. of it is it's just goodness yeah I, I i relate to that band a lot i feel like because they just like obviously love what they do they write like you know cool, cool music and put out a ton of records and then they kind of like live on the periphery of like sidekicks all dogs and they're not like yep. bummed about it it's just like our friends are doing some cool stuff and like we're going at our own pace and yeah. So I vibe with that hard. I, I love that band so much. Is that is that where you find yourself, you think? Kind kinda. At least at least right now. Uh-huh. Which is totally I'm totally happy with. Yeah. Um Absolutely. Well yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's like you're growing up too, like, you know, Billy Raygun's working with John Wilkes Booth for mm-hmm. a really long time. Yeah. So I you know, that's like Manic's like lipstick homicide, like a yeah. lot of those pop punk those bands. Those bands were huge to us, yeah. Right. And yeah. and yeah. I feel like Portsmouth is kind of a place too where it's like, all right, well you're going to you're going to Boston, mm-hmm. like maybe you're going to Portland, Maine or something yep. like that. Like Portsmouth's a perfect place to just stop. Yeah. Play a show. And it's a good like vibrant scene and there are a lot of kids there. Yeah. Yeah. Not a ton of people that are into that kind of music but the people that are i think work like extra hard at it like Mm -hmm. i always say that like there's not a ton going on but when there's like a big success whether it be like a show or a band puts out a great record it's like a big team like oh we did this like that's great we just had uh we there's a spot called sue's Uh which is in rollinsford new hampshire it's like the middle of nowhere but it's like this awesome mill show space and they Uh just had uh, that Screaming Females Thou Hers tour come oh, through there fuck. and it like yeah. sold out like 150 people and that uh-huh. just felt like oh we did this awesome thing and we we like had to convince these bands like oh come out here like it'll be cool mm-hmm. and then when it is it's like hell yeah like it, it's awesome yeah that's fucking amazing I got my, my her rec- hers record that band rips is in the mail hell I've yeah. been like I've been waiting for it I got a package yesterday it was yeah. shoes <laughs> not my hers record but Damn it. Um, but yeah, so, so when did you get like, you know, when did you think you get hooked in when it was like just going to shows and seeing Mm -hmm. it and then wanting to do it? Is that when you started playing? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I was in this band. My first band was called the Zambia Uh and it was like a Blink-182. Like we just love Blink-182, but Uh we were playing, I think when I went, maybe when I went to that delay show. Um, and then we played another show at that kid's house. And it was like so fun. And my mom drove us and she came. And uh, I just like remember that having such an impression on me. And my parents were like sitting around the dinner table like a couple of days after. And I was like, Mom and Dad, like, can I have shows in our garage? Uh-huh. And they were like, Yeah, I guess. I don't see why not. And yeah. that just like changed my life because I had shows. Like, all through high school, every summer, I would do, like, four or five shows, and we had tons of bands come through, like, vacation, that's how I met those guys, Sundials, Slingshot Dakota, like, tons of bands. Yeah. Yeah, it just made, had such a huge impression on me just doing this. and and Yeah, for sure. And you're, like, is it just, like, putting out, like, hey, if you ever want to, like, do a thing? Yeah. You you have to in New Hampshire, like, if you like a band, um... It, it's really worthwhile to just be like, hey, like I book in New Hampshire. I know, uh, like you probably would never think to play here, but like, I I promise it'll be awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That I saw you at the Sinai Vessel record, and I messaged uh that dude Caleb like a really long time ago, and I was like, dude, I love your record. Like, uh-huh. please come through. And then they hit me up uh, a couple months after, and we threw him like an awesome show, and he, oh, he was like, oh, this is on the tour routing now. Like, we're definitely coming back, and mm-hmm. that's. That's the biggest like. That's a that's awesome a great moment. feeling. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I I was in. I mentioned in the kitchen that I was mm. living in Normal Illinois, mm-hmm. which is like Central Illinois, college mm. town down there. And the scene that kind of got built up when I was there, mm. it was just like, 
it was a lot of it was very you know fulfilling to be able to do a thing where you're you're not in chicago it's Mm -hmm. like come here yeah you can bypass there if you want or you could just fucking take a short drive down here we'll take care of you and every time people find out that it's like a good place and like worthwhile and they want to come back it's just like you you win on so many levels it's not only did you like put a good show together but you're like yeah this is fucking this is my place yeah there's that extra pride uh yeah i also feel like if someone's gonna reach out to you and be like please come to this place that you wouldn't have thought of. They're not going to throw you like a shitty show, you know? Uh, I mean, they might, they might, they might. It might just be you playing to them, but even then, like, I guess they liked your band enough to reach out. I don't know. I mean, but I feel like there's a, there's a good amount of like chance taking that goes Mm -hmm. into booking your own shit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so, but you were, you were already playing at this point. Yeah. What did you start with? You start with guitar? Um, that first band I mentioned when we started, I was like just the singer, which was pretty weird and ended uh-huh. pretty quickly. But uh, yeah, guitar and drums. I started taking lessons from this guy in town. Like we would do like one week, let's do drums. Next week, let's do guitar and just yeah. like switch off. And then is that your idea? Um, kind of half his, kind of half mine. Yeah. And then I just kind of gravitated a little more towards guitar, so it ended up being more of that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I still play drums a tiny bit, but but guitar and right when you when you're writing are you thinking about are you thinking about drum parts when you're writing guitar or do you you know that like dante's someone that who can kind of take that yeah he he totally is like we've also been playing together for so long because he was in the band i did after that first band dante was in Uh and we've just been playing since then so i always trust like Oh, he'll, he'll know what I'm kind of have in mind. Yeah, or what for Zach sure. has in mind. And uh-huh. Yeah, he's like the best drummer. And so you're you're playing, uh, you're booking shows, mm-hmm. you're playing like locally, and then you end up playing with Billy Ray Gunn like kind of towards the end of it, right? Yeah, we played with them pretty often, those first two bands I was in before Notches, and I would just go see them all the time. There was this house in dover called slaughterhouse five that uh-huh. bands would come through and good house name it was awesome they had like lemuria came through there big eyes hunchback did their reunion there oh, no like mike yerg all the yeah. black wine mm-hmm. so i would go see them and they played oh the measure played there um yeah but billy reagan would open like every single show so yeah, i saw them like sense. 50 times right. yeah <laughs> And it was like every time I was like, "Oh, this is awesome! I want to yeah. be Billy Ray Gunn." But that was a that was a very very good time for special pop time. Punk. Yeah, and and I was talking about last night because we played with uh, that band Sore History, and mm-hmm. one of the people was in was in P.S. Elliot. And yeah, I was talking about that that website if you make it, and we were talking about that in the van Pink the other day. Sessions. Yeah, so I was just discovering all that and going to I see was all doing those bands. That same thing. It yeah. was like it was like punknews.org was was still with it Mm -hmm. and yeah whoever was doing pink couch yeah uh dave is from the same town as me in new jersey i've never met him but Mm. he's someone that i kind of always want to just message and be like dude that is like what you did yeah was so fucking important yeah opened up a whole world of stuff that i bands i'm either friends with or still just like listen to every record today played fucking drums on that on that kudro record yeah yeah we were talking about that best fucking thing that's Mm -hmm. ever happened yeah adam was talking and i were talking about that yeah (laughs) awesome band (laughs) hell yeah but yeah that that was totally that was like that was just a that was kind of a wild time and like Mm -hmm. everybody was doing something that was like just a little bit like different you mm-hmm. know it was it, i feel like pop punk it's it's one of those things and i talked to i talked to jim guys about this a mm-hmm. lot where it's like pop punk i think is when it's done right and it's done in a in a way that's just like a little bit different from like the easier route mm-hmm. you adore it yeah and, and then there's a lot of bands that kind of just do the same thing yeah yeah i think it's that thing of like if that's all you listen to, it's going to come out so straightforward. But I love, yeah, when I see a pop punk band, I'm like, I can tell these guys love pop punk, but they also listen to like Big Star all the time, or, you know, yeah, whatever it totally. is. You can tell they have some, they're coming from somewhere else with that and putting mm-hmm. a spin on it, which I think is cool. So, so you take Billy Ray Gunn, is it, is, and that, does that kind of just like kind of go into the, into the ether, yeah. so to speak? Yeah. So they, at the end of that band, 
they like parted ways with their drummer and then I played a couple shows for them and me and Dante were doing this other band called Betty Nico, which was like a uh-huh. real like best coasty yeah. surfy kind of pop band. And both of those things kind of fizzled out at the same time. And uh, Zach hit me and Dante up about like trying to jam and, and start a band. And it just kind of like worked right from when we started practicing. We were like, oh, this is like, we have some sort of chemistry here. So it, it felt good to start that So band. you think that's what it was? Was it just like, let's let's make noise and see how it comes out? You're yeah. all, y'all are like from the same kind of avenue. But mm-hmm. it's it comes out in this, you know, kind of like, you know. It's not quite pop punk. It's a little wow. bit cool. genre less. Cool, thanks. Um, I like that. Yeah, so I, I think one of the things that like I locked into really early on was that there's like a good amount of chaos to it. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> and I I feel like things like that are there's an aesthetic to it that's like usually things like that get cleaned up and maybe you take away some of the magic on mm. that but you all seem to kind of like dive into that yeah you feel like that's a conscious thing it, i think it kind of like ebbs and flows a little bit like th- i think there's probably like certain stuff we've done that i listen back to and i'm like whoa this sounds like it's almost gonna go off the rails or something and then there's yeah. other stuff that i'm like oh this is like a pop song i wrote and it's pretty like it's like fuzzed out maybe the presentation but it sounds pretty like together or whatever so yeah i think it just like kind of depends on the the day you can just yeah and you and you can just like ride with it like regardless like mm-hmm. no matter how it goes right and, yeah and, and alex has been recording you since day one um so we did our demo and our first seven inch with this guy philip mm-hmm. who lives in town philip horner richardson and then yeah alex born our bud did um high speed crimes the seven inch changed my mind that we do with Dead Broke, and then the the last record we just did. So let's go let's go with the the demo and, uh-huh. the, and the first seven inch because those are those are Hip Kid releases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jim, yeah, the homie. Yeah, like, he's what, awesome. He's I the, love that guy so he's much. He's the fucking sweetest. And like, you know, when I saw when I saw that connection, it was like, all right, well this mm-hmm. this makes sense. Like mm-hmm. this is this is like the Boilerman, like yeah, pop punk. Yeah, and that's like, I mean when you're doing that and you get you get somebody like jim involved mm-hmm. like that's got to be it, it's it seems to like set you into a into a lane where it's like we're going to be doing we're going to be doing this the way that we're going to be doing this yeah kind of. that was cool because he originally is like a zach connection from billy ray gun mm-hmm. um and one of our first shows Boilerman played at my parents house and we opened for them and or played with them and I thought we played like so bad that night, but right after we played, Jim was like, that was awesome. I, I want to put out a demo for you guys. And I had never had anybody like put out stuff. Like uh-huh. we had just done like CDs or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, whoa, this is awesome. This guy who's in this awesome band wants to put out our demo. This is cool. So cool. Fuck yeah. Um, and yeah, he's just like the sweetest guy. He was at the show last night and like, yeah, so supportive. And like, he, he actually cares like, we just love people that that actually care about stuff. Yeah, and he's, Jim, he's Jim totally cares in that boat. quite a bit. Yeah. Um. So so when when does college come into play? Are you is not just started at that point? Or? Yeah, my freshman. We started right before my freshman year, and then we played our first show at our school, like October or September of. 2013. You're close by, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. You don't, you don't go off. Was it's there like, ever a thought to leave? A, a little bit, yeah, but um, yeah, at that point, at least when I first started school, I was just like a real homebody. Like my family's so small, it's just like me, my mom, and my dad, pretty much. Yeah, we have some like distant relatives or cousins and stuff, but um, yeah. So I wanted to like still be close to them, and I was so nervous about doing the college thing uh-huh. and like living away from home, even though it's twenty minutes away. Right. So I was like, oh, if something goes wrong, like, I can just like call my parents. <laughs> Yeah, for like, sure. Mom, come pick me up. So, uh, why? Uh, I I guess I I mm. always lock into like education and like English majors are like the things that like mm. get me. So was it? Yeah. I I guess it's kind of it's. I I feel like I had a pretty similar experience just because I was an only child until I was like nine, mm-hmm. and I was fucking always hanging out with the kids at the yeah. party. Mm-hmm. 
Was that is that how it was for you? Was it always just like I like kids? I like fucking hanging out with kids. Um, I think it was. I did some like like a student teaching class in uh, in high school my senior year where my friend's mom was a teacher and I would like help kind of work with her and like aid in her class and I just like loved that. And then when I started at UNH, I was actually a business major just because I didn't know what I really wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and that was like my first two years. And then I was just like, I, I hate this. Like, and I, and I wasn't doing very well cause I wasn't interested in what I was doing. Yeah. I didn't like the kids in my classes that much. And so I was like, Oh, that, that was fun when I did that, like student teaching thing. Maybe I have to like switch to that. Cause I still kind of don't know really what I want to do like for long term. I don't, yeah. I don't think I have to, but at least right now, but I was like, you that's like, to, yeah, I was yeah. like, that's like the closest thing like i really liked that and so i i enjoyed my like last two years there way more yeah because i was doing something i actually liked that's good yeah that's good fucking yeah you can you can pick that up whenever the fuck you want yeah how are that how are the teaching politics in new hampshire going they're a fucking mess in chicago right now yeah good yeah it's is that a, that's a, that's a pretty blue state right yeah it's um uh i don't think i've been like privy to too much bad stuff but i've only had like limited experience with it so yeah. maybe like with time i'll i don't know You'll i'll get see it. yeah get it. I'll see what's going so, on so but and, and you're doing this you're doing the music thing like throughout college it mm-hmm. never really never really goes yeah. away yeah we were always doing stuff on like weekends or summer break or whatever so are you finding things like outside of them kind of like moving into like the way your band evolves mm-hmm. or are you finding you're finding bands that aren't just pop punk bands yeah totally and and a lot of that is through like zach or dante or like show me stuff but yeah i feel like i've definitely evolved in bands i've found over the years and just yeah like i said before like trying to put that different spin like maybe this is the way i write songs but i want to bring in an idea from way over here like some other genre or person that is totally unrelated to like diy punk right who who are you finding that are making the big big influences on you i'm trying to think i mean like a big one like obviously and this is pretty close to like what we sound like is like when zach showed me like the lemon heads and like replacements teenage fan club all that stuff like super chunk was a big one i mean those are all pretty on brand for what we sound like yeah um but, but finding those are such healthy influences yeah for yeah. what you're doing yeah and i think we kind of like wear those on our sleeve and then bring stuff from all other places but yeah um i feel like you know the second half of high speed crimes like that's exciting to listen to just because like I think that's the moment where, like, you as a mm-hmm. band, you're kind of stretching out yeah. in all sorts of different directions. Do those, cool. do the like, you know, you got long instrumentals and yeah. like, some of your better pop moments mm-hmm. uh, up until that point are, are right in there. Is that, like, are those songs coming together late in the game or is it just kind of, like, um, as you're writing and as you're, as you're doing different things, like, yeah. these little ones are popping up and... Yeah, that... That record is, I think we tend to think is like a little weird because there's some songs on there that are like predate the band by like a long shot even. Yeah. And then there's some songs that we had like just written and I don't know that we had totally found like what we wanted to sound like on that. Uh So there's some parts where I can tell we were just like, let's just try everything. Like there's a song that's eight minutes long at the end. Yeah. There's like pop songs there's like jammy punk well, there's songs. The, the six and a half minute song that's like <laughs> two tracks yeah yeah exactly yeah so is it like that's that's exciting to me mm-hmm. and and the idea that you're you're going in there and you're not really sure yeah yeah that was sometimes a bummer i think a bummer maybe immediately after it came out we were like oh man like do we like this because a lot of the songs on that like we wouldn't even play live because it's hard to like it's hard to play an eight minute song at a punk show or whatever. But 
Um, you just go back to the fish house and then you just yeah. get that vibe and you're like, yeah. all right, all right, cool. When well, we yeah, booked we'll that just, gig there. We'll just hold this part until we feel like moving on. Yeah, that's the only song we're going to play when, <laughs> when we play fish house. But um, yeah, now I, I, I like it because I'm just like, oh, this helped. You know, it shows a, a progression, uh-huh. which I think is important with bands, even if it's yeah. not like doesn't really hit. It's like, oh, they were trying something and it helped them focus for the next thing, which Do I you still feel like it doesn't hit that record. Yeah, um, there's parts that I think came out awesome. Mm-hmm. And then there's parts that I'm like, uh, like maybe we could have gone back and redone that or you know, focus more on that idea. But, but overall I like it. And I tell you what, those are the two best songs, the six and a half oh, and thanks. the eight and a half. Thanks. The man. Best one. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, because I feel like it's, it's something that, you know, it's interesting to think that, you know, this for you is kind of the first like big recording project. Mm-hmm. Zach's well in the game. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like there's, it's interesting that not, there's not one of those two sides of things that's saying mm-hmm. like, actually you know what like maybe we should like really get this together mm-hmm. before we're recording it yeah it kind of was like and, and we checked that record live too so it was kind of just like all right let's just like go and then at the yeah. end we were like kind of trying to reflect on like what had happened like uh-huh. i don't remember a lot about recording that not because of any specific reason just because it kind of was like a little whirlwind and then at the end we were like okay here's this like how long did LP. you take probably like three days two yeah. days like it, we did it really quick uh-huh um and alex who recorded it he was pretty fresh into recording at that point uh as well so we were kind of all figuring it out as we went but but yeah i am proud of that that record for sure yeah w- was there like i guess it's interesting when you get into like those longer songs that just mm. seem to have like you know high-speed crimes that's mm. that, that guitar part that just kind of keeps going and yeah, going. yeah yeah is it are you in there saying like all right we're gonna do this 32 times all right or is it just full-on like hold it until you're i don't totally remember i feel like because it was live uh we just kind of like jammed that part and i think that was pretty reminiscent of like where we were at at that point too yeah. like our live shows would kind of be like a little more raucous not they can sometimes be now too but uh-huh. it would just like we could just jam that until we felt like people were just like so annoyed and then like where does that come from i don't know <laughs> that, takes, that takes something it's one of my favorite things yeah. that bands do is, yeah. is to do something that's like you know just kind of just kind of elbowing the audience a little bit yeah it's like we're doing this because we want to do it and we're going to do it until we stop feeling like doing it i think uh this might not totally be where that comes from but i know at that time uh or maybe a little before that well definitely before that zach was really into that band tenement and i also oh, got that is where that's like our favorite band yeah yeah um so we would just be like let's be like tenement let's let's not talk and let's like say like Fucking fuck you to the audience and just play yeah you know and just make noise and like Dude. like seeing them was just like oh my god this is amazing during, like that era that you're talking about where they're playing like they're playing shows that are a little bit off that first LP, but mm-hmm. a lot of those Blind Wink songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Senile. That's yeah. My, that's my fucking favorite Tenement song Hell by yeah. a long shot yeah. because it's like, oh man, this part mm-hmm. is going to keep going mm-hmm. only halfway through it. It's yeah. like, I, every time I listen to that on my phone, I always like, I always like pull it out mm-hmm. the moment when I'm just like really, really fucking pumped on it. Yeah. And it's always like, halfway yeah because you just know that it's gonna keep going and going that was man they for my money between like 2012 Mm -hmm. and 2016 Mm -hmm. the best fucking band yeah napalm dream is like my favorite record i think that record's perfect it's so it's so goddamn good and they play i lucky enough i get to Mm -hmm. see them pretty frequently yeah 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 and they continue to be the best live band. So great, yeah. They played a show last summer, and Amos had fuck. He just had three PV amps uh-huh. that he just that he was playing out of. That's and one awesome. of them was like a fifteen watt. Yeah, the biggest one was like a fifty watt, oh, and it was it sounded amazing. He's so cool. Yeah, that that band's so special. We got to play with them in in New Hampshire. They came out and played, and that was another one where it was like 
a hundred something people showed up and we were just like, Oh yeah, that was yeah. a big success. Like we got yeah. tenement to come play our space. Well that that may that I think makes uh that makes a lot of sense that that's kinda they kinda opened up the uh mm-hmm. or I guess it's like reopen. You go mm-hmm. back to like Husker Du. Husker Du yeah, was yeah. doing it for as long as they fucking felt like it. Yeah. And Tenement, I think it was just like the the energy of those those live shows. I feel like they were aware of the fact that they could stretch it out and mm-hmm. people were talking about it yeah and gleaning a lot from it it's i feel like the live recording choice too like especially have you always done you always done everything live uh that record i think is the only one we did live because after that we started doing just like track by that's track where the, that's where the fucking chaos comes from yeah you know, that the, totally is the feeling that like you're all trying to keep up with each other, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. is tangible, and it's like it, you know, and it's like it's going back to like that that idea that this is like pop punk, but it's not pop punk, mm-hmm. and it's because like this isn't as safe as yeah. like the some of the no idea stuff. Yeah, that's actually is is what I like about that record is I'm like, oh yeah, we were clearly drawing from a lot of different stuff, and it's yeah, it's not just like a pop punk record, even though a lot of people I think after it came out said it was which yeah. is chill too i i mean it's like i can say what they want right you yeah. could you could call it a pop punk record or you could describe it in a in a full sentence but mm-hmm. pop punk yeah whatever <laughs> good umbrella for whatever so you know how do you think that you and 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 zach influenced each other's writing because it's it's interesting to see that mm-hmm. you are both kind of going through a process of of taking in other influences and it you know you mentioned that's mm-hmm. it's the three of you are kind of getting into different bands Mm -hmm. as you go. Yeah. We were talking to somebody else about that, that we all have like very different favorite bands, but like all have a lot of like uh, overlapping tastes. But yeah, I think Zach and I like, I think the way it comes off and, and this might be the way it actually is too, is that I bring like, the real pop like smooth kind of thing and then it's filtered through this like fuzzy heavy thing that's yeah. that's zach um i think that's how it is where does the pop come from from you because you are you're a person who writes vocal melodies very very well thank you so much um yeah i love like great pop and, and that goes back to actually that guitar teacher i had a lot of what we would work on um in our like lessons when i was like a kid was writing songs because I wasn't really interested in like doing scales or like I'm not like a technically proficient you know musician in that way but like he would be like this is why this works in this pop song and like Uh you know the theory of that and like write a hook try to write a hook over this yeah and that's like I am so thankful for that because now I feel really like in tune with that part of my playing yeah yeah that's yeah that's fucking because i think that you what you do is really well is with your playing is that you you kind of fall in the uh like dando does it a lot too mm. peter buck from rem yeah. just that like you get really good arpeggiations oh, and you get a really good tone on that high end Thank too you. but that's like that's something that i always like gravitated towards because like you know my favorite band in high school was the smiths oh cool so yeah. i love the idea that you have a guitar that's tr- trying to hit every single string yeah. individually mm-hmm. as it goes. And I was never really too proficient either. Mm. So for me, like the easiest thing that I could do to like stand out yeah. in a rhythm guitar sense was just like, all right, well maybe I can just like enunciate all of these notes in yeah. the chord. Yeah. That's find another one. That's totally the vibe. Yeah. And thank you for saying that. Um, yeah. Just like, big hooks and like huge chords because we're a three piece so i just try to yeah. fill out all that space with like just big open chords a lot of the time it works really well too because i think that you know zach zach carries a lot yeah for sure bass. and your guitar is always it's super big um but you know your recordings like you don't really multi-track your guitars a lot so yeah not too much there's yeah usually just two for the most part yeah um yeah i feel like you get to a time and, and then so what you, you graduate and is it kind of just like I like where I'm where I'm at mm-hmm. I like doing this I can continue to do this and like feel feel all right yeah that's kind of where I'm at right now like I just finished up school and like I have like a cool job that I like with like great people 
Um, and like, you know, I have a house in Dover with my girlfriend and like Mm -hmm. have awesome friends and love doing the music thing as much as I can. And like, I'm excited to be able to do it more now that I'm not in school. So I'm just like content right now. And then wherever life brings me, I'm, I'm happy to go. But yeah. Um, God, when I was your age, I was fucking flipping out. Yeah. I mean, that took time too. Right after I graduated, I was like, what am I going to do? Yeah, but it took me like, like. Eight years. Yeah. So is it like, yeah, you gotta. I don't want to get too psychoanalytic, but like, you yeah, got, go you it. got a fucking, you got a, a nature to you that I, that I, I, I like a oh, lot just hey. because it's, you're able to, it seems like you've always been able to just go with it. Like, yeah. Do your thing and, and be content with that. Yeah. I'm just lucky. Like, I have a lot of people around me who are just like really caring and supportive. So it allows me to, to do that. Like, nobody's, pressuring me to go one way or another and it's like you know if you're doing your thing and you can get by doing that then that's cool yeah so and that that's what it feels like right now do you feel like living in a place like uh you know dover slash portsmouth is is good for that yeah i i think so especially dover specifically which is funny because it's not that far from where i grew up but there's a lot of kids kind of in that position at least that I'm close friends with, like just kind of graduated college doing like a job that like, you know, it wouldn't be like your favorite thing in the world, but you like it enough and like, Mm -hmm. you know, hanging out and having a good time and like playing music and doing whatever you're passionate about on the side. I feel like there's almost something to it about just like, you know, no offense, New Hampshire is not the sexiest place (laughs) in the world. (laughs) surely not it's it's (laughs) i think i feel like that there's some there's something to that too where it's like you're you're in a place and and you know what it is Mm -hmm. and you're doing something within that Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what you get what you get goodness from yeah yeah it's not trying to be anything it's not i don't think like nobody's trying to make new hampshire well, except for like Portsmouth because it's so touristy and hype and big, whatever. But that's a different group is, of is people. Is Portsmouth kind of like they like you don't want to go to Cape Cod, you want to come to Portsmouth. It, it's an insane tourist town, and they're yeah. building it up like so much. This like quaint little New England uh-huh. town, they're building like huge hotels and oh, parking shit. garages and uh-huh. whatever. So it's weird because Zach and I grew up there, but um, but yeah, other than that, I think New Hampshire is just what it is. You know, you you either. Yeah, you know, love it, or you, if you want something more, you can you can move or do your own thing. Well, when I listen to like Big City or mm-hmm. Telephone Wire songs mm-hmm. from your new record, you yeah. know, this is kind of my projection, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking about it, and uh, you know, my experience of living in a small town is, the, mm-hmm. you know, being close to Chicago, growing up close to Chicago, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like, well, this is like where you go. It's mm-hmm. like it's kind of innate that you're like, I want to go to this big place, but yeah being in a being in a small town with like enough of an arts community it's mm-hmm. like this could be enough yeah that's definitely kind of the vibe and it, it, it's like funny to be talking about this while we're on tour cuz that's always when i am maybe naturally like if we go to Philly or in Chicago, I'm like, whoa, whoa, this this might be kind of cool to like do this like there's shows every night, you know, that's what i'm passionate about um so yeah, it'll be it, it's always interesting when we go home to like gather that information in my brain and be like how much of that is like genuine or was I just like excited? You know, I had a great right. night yeah. in Philly. We went out and had a great show and like mm-hmm. but that's not what it would be like to live there maybe or maybe it would be. I don't know. Yeah. Lots of process. <laughs> it's cool. But, you know, it's I guess it's it's good when you're when you're able to just take it in and not internalize it in a way that's like well, I should probably figure it out now. Yeah. I should probably move to Philly right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> With everybody. Wait, so you got you got a new record, Almost mm-hmm. Ruined Everything. And to me, it feels like it feels a lot more. There's a lot more unity to mm-hmm. it in comparison to High Speed Crimes, which oh, we kind of talked about. It's yeah. just being like, we're trying a lot of things at yeah. once. And <laughs> did it, did it, was it coming together in kind of a way that y'all were just like, yo, like we are aware of what this record is. Yeah. It was very like thought out and, and yeah, I definitely am proud of like, like you said, like the unity and, um, we had done a seven inch right before that. And that came out 
kind of that way as well, I, I think. Mm-hmm. So we were like, yeah, oh, let's... Yeah, my mind? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, thanks, yeah. man. Um, yeah, and then we were like, yeah, let's kind of like channel that even more, like just really think this out. And, and we also knew that, I think, we knew that the LP w- was probably going to come out on Salinas before we recorded it. Uh-huh. I might be mistaken, but... Um, we like love that label, so it's we were like, fucking, yeah. we were like, we gotta make this fucking good. This guy's catalog of bands is just perfect. So mm-hmm. you know, we don't want to taint that. At yeah, all. <laughs> you talk about like someone who's like just been quietly doing it, fucking yeah. great. Yeah, from the beginning. Yeah, I mean that's the part of that. If you make a thing too, like all, mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff is is him. Yeah, and he's still he's still fucking doing it. Yeah, he's he does a great job. Um, so is there? I don't. I know that this is like kind of a trope, but you know that Marco is going to put this record out. Mm-hmm. Is there like a, like, uh, I mean, you're, you're obviously you're, you want to be ambitious with it. You yeah. want to, you want to make sure that this isn't like a dud in the catalog, but yeah. is there, is there pressure other than that? Like the um, negative type, were you mm, feeling it at all? We, I think it was all good. I think we were just focused. Like we just yeah. knew this has to be like, really good and where you practice a lot and just like make sure the songs are the way we want them but i think it was like positive pressure i th- yeah mm-hmm. i would say positive pressure on on that part yeah because it, it it does come together like like the whole units there and i like you know the Thanks. way like add a medium place like leads into perfect yeah like yeah. that shit it's it's smart and it's thoughtful Thanks. and you can fucking you can feel that um yeah. And I feel like this is one too where like you really leaned into your voice. Like Thanks. the way perfectly comes out, it's like it's like you're the hook to that song amongst like four others is the fact that you enunciate perfectly the way that you do and you're leaning into that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I I I don't know when it happened, but at some point I I became a lot more comfortable singing. I don't know what recording that happened on, but I uh, that record especially I would go listen to and like I don't mean this in like a bragging way, but I, we would listen to the takes and I'd just like be like I can't believe that's me yeah. singing like that's not the vision I have of my voice for some reason, but it's like really exciting. That's why listening back to it, I'm still just like oh my god, we this is cool. Yeah, yeah. Do you um. I guess do you do you work with it a lot? Do you because it's just like it to me. There's like a lot. There's there. That's kind of a dando thing, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like like Evan is so aware mm-hmm. of the way he says yeah. things, and it all just like meshes together in this real beautiful way. Yeah, he's big for sure, especially singing wise. I I I agree with you. Like, yeah, the way he'll like enunciate certain parts or like hold out the end of a word like mm-hmm. i really like that a lot yeah i feel like like this put me back into i, I never need an excuse for it but like come on feel the lemon heads it's the best it's, yeah it's, it's he's so and he's so fucking aware too especially with just like like it's about time like he fucking he falls into like every single syllable yeah. on that song and i didn't even know that that's a cover do you know that's a cover yeah a, a lot of the big Lemonhead songs dante told me this like like into your arms and that stuff is like not his songs which yeah. is kind of a bummer or maybe it's in, into your arms isn't his yeah it's about time is though i i think so yeah but into your arms it's funny because that's the first single off of that yeah i i never would have known but he played me the original it was cool it was like kind of like a more twee vibe yeah not but, as good though. no no <laughs> his presentation of it is is the best well there's like there is um i was watching uh otis writing mm-hmm. at uh at the newport uh folk fest and maybe it wasn't newport it was uh it was one of the big like concerts in the in the late 60s mm-hmm. and he's like he's about to play respect mm-hmm. and he's like i wrote this song so, and a good friend of mine just took it it's <laughs> it's hers now but uh but I you know have some ownership <laughs> of this yeah like and then, then you listen to aretha sing respect uh-huh. and it's like yeah, that's her fucking song yeah. for eternity. Yeah, she owned that from the get-go, <laughs> even though technically no, but... 
but you know what i like this record and i like like the to me it's like there's a lot of contentment in it and there's a lot of there's a lot of like musical growth that's happening and and i i just like i feel a lot of the early chaos is like it's still present Mm -hmm. but y'all are in a very very locked in groove in terms of the way pop and you know your different sources are informing it thank you yeah it feels good like the trajectory of our band is just like we just keep working and doing our thing and like if we're happy with what we're doing then that's we're totally content with that yeah is that kind of how you i feel like it's it like aligns sort of with uh with where you're at and where you're living and like Mm -hmm. with what you're doing for yourself it's just like i just want to make good records and that totally is what it is and we've already gotten to do so much stuff that like i cannot believe that like when i was 18 or 17 like you know listening and discovering all this stuff like i would never have believed we would have been able to do and like yeah we're a band from new hampshire so the fact that we're like did a record on salinas like that's blows my mind still yeah even I mean, though that stupid bag before that yeah like, yeah yeah fucking... dead broke all that stuff mm-hmm. like it, it totally like blows me away so i'm still a little like wide-eyed like oh my gosh this is so cool so yeah whether we like do more stuff or like stay at where we are now like i'm totally happy i, I think it's so cool fucking hold that yeah i'm I, not worried about you losing it yeah, like, yeah. that's a that's a fucking good thing and it's it's um you know it's i I'm at I'm at a juncture with this thing where mm-hmm. it's like it, I needed to take a little bit of time to like figure out like all right like what what do I want mm-hmm. out of this and I think that I'm coming away with it just feeling like you know what if I keep keep doing it the way that I want to do it and talk to people that mm-hmm. are are doing something that they believe in and something that I enjoy mm-hmm. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be anything more than that. Yeah. I think you're at an awesome place. I mean, if a kid in New Hampshire can message you on Facebook and be like, yo, I love your show. That's sick. <laughs> That's one more kid in New Hampshire than Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's kind of awesome and it's been, uh, it's, it's been cool. Like, I guess going full circle with, with all that mm-hmm. too. And like, and, and finding your band and, and just being like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that someone who's making this is like enjoying enjoying the thing totally too. Yeah. so it, it was really great having you over thank, thank you, you thanks so for much. having me this is awesome Hey, great stuff from Ezra. It's always encouraging to have someone in here who comes from a different type of place, who learned from a community, who helped to do more for that community, and is putting care into their own music, getting better as this band goes. It's kind of wild, too, to have someone who reached out, you know, we had some of the same friends, but just wanted to say that he liked the show and then getting to hear his band and having that whole world open up. It's nice to bring things full circle and, you know, just so thankful to have him over. Sending extra love to Ezra this week was very sad to hear that he and his partner lost their cat this week. Sending warm thoughts up to Happy the Cat. Up there in kitty heaven. Check out Notches online. NotchesNH.bandcamp.com. You can pick up Almost Ruined Everything there. Or through Salinas. SalinasRecords.com. Subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts. Stitcher. Uh, You can find us on Facebook. The website is BetterYetPod.com. We're on Bandcamp. BetterYetPodcasts dot bandcamp.com you can check out my other shows as you were a podcast about alkaline trio and then we got postmarktum meta perspectives and professional wrestling we're doing something a little bit different over there we kind of switch gears just a tiny bit me and scott 
We're we're we're, we're on to some good stuff. Check that out. Be nice to have you over there, and thank you all so much. Thanks to Ezra. Thanks to Chloe and Lily. Here's Otis at Monterey. I blanked, but Otis at Monterey. This one's for you, Pop. I love you. We'll be back next week. Thanks, Bubba. You got it. What you need, baby, you got it. All I'm asking for the respect when I get home. Yeah. <sighs>